Welcome to episode 248 of Coffee Pods and Wads, the second in the series uh, with Go Wad, test and improve. Uh, the show is sponsored by Rad, who just launched their pro plan. So if you're a coach, affiliate owner, or a first responder, you get early access to shoes. Uh, LSKD, who I know have similar kind of gratitude-based plans for affiliates and coaches, so keep an eye out for that, that's in the works. Uh, Whoop, who sponsored today's guest, uh, join.whoop.com forward slash CPW. Rain, who sponsored today's guest. Uh, and Fitter, who powered today's guest's programming, The Daily Grind. So it's all nice little, neat little package there. Uh, last week we had Jason Hopper, you can listen to that wherever you usually do, or you can watch it on YouTube. And then up today is Emma McQuaid. Emma is recovering from an equal best finish at the Games this year and second place finish in Madrid. Uh, she's gearing up to take on the Rogue Invitation in October as well. We chat about all of that, being an athlete and a coach, everything from semi-finals up to Madrid, prep for Rogue and Tia not competing, and an exciting tease for Wadapalooza as well as how uh, her dog Ellie and her home gym are progressing. If you want to recover and prepare like an athlete, like Emma, like Jason, Go to the App Store and download GoWad Mobility First and start your free trial. They have an extensive library of pre and post workout protocols and they are the original mobility test. Uh, enjoy the conversation with Emma. And if you're on YouTube, actually, could you go and subscribe to the channel? Uh, that'd be great. I'm like 18 away from 1,000 and I have this weird thing about really wanting to hit 1,000 just because it's a round number. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I actually did. I did some checking back. This is your eighth time on the show. Eighth. <laughs> yeah. Now one of them was we interviewed. So it was you, PD, and Sam, and oh, we split yeah. it into three. Yeah. But I'm counting that as three separate ones. As three. Se- it's your eighth episode. Um. So I don't think anyone's ever going to catch you. Um. So take that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. The last time we spoke was uh, May, it was just before semi-finals and you were kind of ramping up for, for strength and depth and stuff. And uh, I think you were just about to find out where you were going. I think you didn't actually know, but you were like, oh, I think it's going to be, I hope it's going to be Lowlands because I yeah. like, I won, I want to win in person and stuff. And I think it was actually that night or the next morning that you found out. Um, how did you find London? Did it Was it like, there was, there was a big crowd for you over there. That must have made it special yeah oh like the crowd was insane like oh my god i just i don't know it was just like it felt like filthy 150 all over again like from 2019 just the crowd and the hype uh and just the energy um but obviously it was just like because obviously me and mickey were training together the whole time him finished four weeks before me was like oh my god i can't believe i still have three weeks to go, two weeks to go, another week to go. Like he had deloaded, had time off, got pissed, went on a stag do, and then had started back training again. I was like, oh my God, I'm furious. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of was like, it was quite hard because like, obviously your training partner had already went. And um, I think if we both had the same one, it probably would have felt fine. Um, but obviously I was really lucky that Briggsy was there for the training. Uh, but yeah, definitely don't want to have to be the last one again this next next season. Um, is it like, are you gone beyond like nerves for stuff like that? Like, is that I know it's not like um, I assume it's not a gimme that you're going to get through because it's always a stacked field and stuff. But are you any less? Uh, I don't know, like fretted about like, oh fuck, what if I what if I don't get through? Or is it always just going to be the same? Do you think? No, I absolutely like. I'm a mess. <laughs> like David, David will tell you. Like I am an absolute nightmare to live with. <laughs> so I, I was like, "Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't even. Don't be in the same room as me." <laughs> yeah. like, what are you looking at me like that for? You don't think I'm going to qualify? Is that it? It's like yeah. I was just going to ask you if you wanted coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Like I get, I get so nervous. Um, and then like it's just like then when the workouts come out, you're like even though the workouts were so good for me, like even then you still panic. You're like, but those girls are going to be even better than I am in that workout, you know, kind of thing. So um, I think it's probably nearly worse when the workouts come out because then even more doubts creep in. Um, but no, like it, I never, ever, ever take anything for granted. Like I'd be 100% as nervous making it the first year as I am now and I probably will still be next year. Is it like, um, is it different say, 
maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe uh, I was paying closer attention or something. But like on the floor, a strength of depth seemed to be like one of the uh, happiest competitive uh situations i've seen you in where like is that just like duration in the sport and now you know people better and there's more you know, there's more closeness is that why or is it uh, uh, did you feel any different um yeah i just think like you get to like know the athletes and stuff like obviously like i can always feel like because you're from like uk ireland and everyone else is like kind of like scandinavian countries like they kind of all can talk to each other and you're kind of nearly the odd one out where we're now like just over the years of getting to know people you get to talk to them you get to like learn their kind of banter and they get to know yours more so I think they it's them getting used to mine I think um because I would be quite standoffish until I know people um so I would probably stay in my own corner I probably wouldn't go over and say hello to you but if you come and say hello to me like I'm I'll not stop talking um, and I don't know if that's just our culture or whatever it is but I think now people know that I am just a bit of a gobshite and um, I think now I get on with basically everyone on the floor so it is quite nice so it does it makes, it makes competing a lot more fun is it also added to the fact that like so you, you have more of a um, like you have more of a entourage or more of a crew like traveling with you now like whereas I think there was obviously a period of time where it was like just you and then it was like maybe just you and a coach whereas now you have like Anya's with you and she's doing like photography and media and stuff and then like your friends as well obviously and then you've got like other people either other athletes that are with you that are with the daily grind or whatever are also traveling for competitions or you've got like sam was there at the games and stuff like that it, like does that change it as well that like added level of uh familiarity around you at different competitions oh yeah like yeah i think like at the start um i don't know if it was just like the the culture whenever i first started it was like no you go you go by yourself you don't need distractions or whatever um and then now like we've just realized over the years it's like i'm actually i'm better with people and like friends around me um so that's obviously just changed but you kind of have to know who you are as a competitor and what kind of drives you as well and um, obviously like having david at miami for the first time i was like even though we didn't spend a lot of time together it was still so nice knowing that he was there um, and obviously then we got to spend time together after the competition um so stuff like that and then having the guys at the games on you doing all the media um obviously having she my is a, she is absolutely incredible like the yes. photos she gets are like next level like crazy good like she's yeah. fantastic she's amazing like and obviously she's coming to rogue with me as well um so that's going to be pretty sick as well so she basically have completed the full season from open quarterfinal semis uh the games and what is she did she's in madrid and now rogue so uh we'll just have to put the hat trick on and bring her to miami as well i think <laughs> and then she'll have absolutely complete completed crossfit <laughs> yeah that's cool um do you ever do those collage calendars you know the calendars where you like design your own do you ever make those i was just thinking that you could do like october you could just always have rogue pictures like you nearly yeah. have a full set of 12 like that actually would be pretty cool <laughs> that would um oh, yeah, so, get that sorted for me thank you <laughs> <laughs> um the games then um so you you qualified um you qualified from strength and depth and then obviously like mickey wasn't going and sam wasn't going how did you prepare for the games like was that did, did you do anything different this year from other years and uh, no we just kind of <clears throat> well we did kind of because um josie he came over um so we did this year so obviously he didn't come come to the games as my coach in person um but he came over to my house and stayed with me for sort of two weeks on and off so he came like monday tuesday wednesday went home for a couple of days then he came back and did that there over a two-week period and um, so it was really good to get like eyes on and like change like the session uh you know as we were training and um, i really found we got quite a lot out of out of that they're just in-person coaching and um, versus like he only ever is with me essentially at the games where whenever you're on your peak and taper you're not really changing anything so it's like we've seen a couple of things we're like oh with my shoulder or whatever and we were like right we can actually make a difference here and um, so it was really good that way so to have him um, and then 
because he did that, then Briggsy then coached me at the game, so then he didn't have to take time away twice, kind of thing from his family and stuff. Um, so that there, I think, was was a big, big thing this year, and I think definitely next year, um, we'll do something similar to that again, um, and just have a lot more eyes on coaching leading into the competition. Hmm. Um, did you enjoy the games? Was it, did you enjoy it more or less? The same, different from any other year? Um, I think I enjoyed it more. Um, I think just every every year you go, like you meet more new people you get more friendly with people and they just the whole thing feels a lot more normal so it does um and yeah no i think just like even the staff like volunteers and stuff were just it was just felt so much like more chilled out this year so mm. it did um and yeah the athletes were definitely treated more like athletes like we were kind of told like a lot more information this year like behind the scenes stuff and um, we're usually like we're waiting till maybe like 10 11 o'clock and you're still waiting for an email to find out what time you're starting the next day so this year we're counting you in around 7 30 every night it's like right your briefs at six o'clock tomorrow mornings but at least you knew that before going to bed where like like the years previous you were waking up in the middle of the night and checking your emails and resetting your alarm again so um, it just felt it was a lot nicer this year, a lot more like um, friendly and we were updated, I think, a lot more than normal. Did, what did you think of the program? Did you like it? Um, I think I definitely liked it. I did enjoy it. I just think it felt like there was a lot of new implements uh, versus like maybe trying to catch athletes out versus maybe showcasing us. Um, I just think there's maybe time of the year to showcase the fittest on earth versus like catching and tricking us out with new implements where you're maybe not getting the fully showcase your your what you've done over the year it's like the handstand work it's like you know not a lot of people actually got to do the handstands so it's mm -hmm. like did we really get to fully test that you know whenever two people got to finish the workout you know so it's like usually the handstand workout and the pegboard workout like last year they were two very exciting events where this year it's like those two exciting things were done together and neither of them made a difference in the workout, if you know what I mean. So, mm. um, yeah, I just think there was a lot of new things. There was a lot of things that was brilliant. Like I loved the, the mountain bike versus a C2 bike. Like mm. that was exciting and fun. Like the capital was insane. Um, like, yeah, there's 94% of the workouts were awesome. Um, what's it like? Um, and like you know, you, there was some amazing moments, but and I don't want to sound like I'm focusing on a negative, I suppose. But what's it like in the Coliseum when you can't do something like when something isn't working and there's a crowd and other people it is working for other people and it's something that's like I suppose like seen as basic for so many people. And you know, like, is it is it are you like just hoping that the buzzer goes and it's over, or are you like what's going through your head there? Um... <laughs> Me and Lucy both said it, so I can say it again. It's not bad against her, but I'm so glad it was the two of us there. <laughs> so this is so Lu this is Lucy Campbell and you, and you both. It was both the same thing, and from what I understand, it's for the same reason. You both basically skipped single unders when you were learning how to skip. Is that right? Yeah. So like, obviously, as soon as I started CrossFit, like my first ever open workout was the this AMRAP of power snatch and double unders, and I couldn't do double unders, so. The first thing I went and bought was a skipping rope and tried to learn double unders and never learned to do a single under. And from what I believe, I think that's kind of similar to Lucy's story. Yeah. Um, is what it is. No one, I was never at, at the time and up until this year, in eight years that I've been doing CrossFit, I've never had to do a single under to learn a single under and I was fully exposed. Yeah. What's, and, what, what goes through your head when it's happening? Are you just like... I literally like just, I was like, well, I'm going to try until the beeper stops. But like, I like whether people think it or not, and they say, oh, it's such an easy movement, try and do it with 10,000 people staring at your face. <laughs> like, are you feeling? Um, like, I, I genuinely, I, I could honestly say, hand on my heart, I tried my best and I just physically couldn't do it backstage. I couldn't really do them either. And I kind of yeah. hoped on the floor that they might. Get a wee bit better, but they didn't. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we've addressed it. We've done, I would say, about a thousand single unders a week from the games, and 
I will never be caught out in a double under, triple under crossover, anything ever again. Put it that way. Um, yeah. We're, yeah, we're not neglecting any basic movements anymore. Yeah, I think that that's been the big thing with Boz is that like that's what's really going to be highlighted. Is it have you skipped something that you know? Have you jumped the gun a bit on something and performed the the, the next level really well? But have you skipped that first step? You know, have you yeah. like skipped the first rung of the ladder? Basically, I think. But I think um, it's 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 so easy to do whenever, like I think for me, I kind of came into the sport relatively fit. So I was like, my eyes were only ever set on RX, and yeah. it wasn't like here, McQuaid. No, you need to actually do a pull up before you do a chest to bar, or yeah. no, you need to do a single under before you do a double under. It was just like, here, do you want to do a chest to bar? I want to do a chest to bar. Well, sure. Let's just keep doing chest bars and learn chest bars. <laughs> um, you know, so I think as well, it's just, but the sports developed, coaching's developed, um, everything's mm. developed from from whenever I started in 2014. And um, back then it was just like, how quick could you get it? And now it's like, no, let's let's do X before we do, um, you know, the next step kind of thing. Um, mm. And I think that's good. And I, I really like why Bo's done it, but I don't like that he did it at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, I guess anyone that says like, oh, single unders is such an easy movement. You say, oh, can you do single unders? Yeah. Can you do them at the CrossFit Games? It's like, oh no, I can't qualify for that. So, you know, like there, there is levels to it, I suppose. Um, Madrid then was next. Um, actually, interesting enough. So I looked at strength and depth. You had, um, I'm making myself out to be a stat nerd now and I'm not at all. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I'm curious about that. Um, so you finished second at strength and depth and you like you're they were all seventh or higher like all your placings in that um and then at the games you had seven top 10 finishes at the games and then in madrid five of your eight events were top three finishes yeah. so like the it, like when you are aware of that kind of stuff or hear that kind of stuff are you like oh that's brilliant or are you like what happened in the other three or what happened you know like is that do you do you find yourself focusing on the gaps or do are you like oh the the consistency is getting more consistent if you know what i mean yeah i think like that's always like the goal where with joyce is like is like obviously he just wants me to be me to be the most well-rounded athlete um obviously this year we're um we just kind of like there was just obviously like unforeseen like just circumstances changed leading to madrid um i think i probably would have had all top three finishes um if like things had been going better to plan um but like i think at the games i had a chest infection so the finish where i finished i was so happy um and then i was like actually so excited to go into madrid because with god an antibiotic my chest was feeling right i was like holy fuck i'm actually fit now i can breathe again so i actually was feeling really good leading into madrid and i wanted to go and absolutely like just destroy it um and that didn't happen but now i'm kind of just like for rogue now that's kind of the plan it's like obviously like freaking anything can happen between now and then um hopefully we don't have any more drama with ellie breaking my heart but um if we can stay healthy i'm like really excited to like really ramp things up and see where we can like bridge the gaps because i know like the short stuff is still my weakness and were years in the past that used to be my strength so at the minute like everything i'm doing is under 90 seconds and it absolutely sucks (laughs) um so like i'm quite excited to see how that furs out at rogue and because everything i've done in the last five years has been over 25 to 30 60 90 minutes and everything's playing the long game because uh, typically in the past like my engine hasn't been good enough and um, we're like the engine longer workouts at the games I was top 10 in, in both of them so we were like here we go like that's actually a massive improvement for me and um, so and it's the the short stuff is now the big hole and um, so now at the minute we're we're flipping the table and we're we're going short <laughs> mm. that's, that's so. probably the best uh best pronunciation of engine I think I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> um ellie then so like how is she how is she getting on she's good she's what are you doing she's giving me kisses um yeah no she's doing good like we walked for a whole uh 
35 seconds today on Broken. So she's getting better. Um, yeah. So. And, and like, do you do you know what happened? Like, because did you just like wake up and she didn't get up or what happened? Uh, yeah. So basically, like I was at my niece. It was the day of the Avenge competition. We were up there watching and uh, David's mom was looking after Ellie. And I flew up. It was my uh, nephew's birthday party. So I went to the birthday party, came back and we rang up David's mom. It was like about 6 p.m. Saturday night. And I was like, oh, let Ellie out and we'll call her. And she was like, no, Ellie's in bed. She's not well. And I was like, you're having a laugh. So me and David went up and she didn't get out of her bed. And I was like, oh, shit, what's wrong? Um, which isn't like her because she's just a lunatic mm. all the time. Um, so that was kind of like, right. Um, luckily, through CrossFit, I found a very good vet. <laughs> um, so I messaged her and I was just like, hey, Ellie's not well, etc." And she was like, bring her into the clinic, the veterinary tomorrow seen her and ellie made an absolute dick of me and let on like nothing was wrong and she was all happy and jolly and i was like she wasn't like this 12 hours ago so anyway he was she walking was she walking around there in the clinic and stuff she was walking but you could tell like she was like hunched but at the time she was still walking so we gave her some pain relief and he was like oh it might just be like a wee stave or something she's not sure she showed no signs of being in pain like nothing I was like, you asshole. Um, so things then on Sunday just kind of progressively got worse. And then at midnight Sunday night, she like was completely paralyzed. Um, so like completely paralyzed legs, basically from her hips down, nothing was working. She was completely limp. So I messaged the vet again and they said, right, meet us at the clinic at nine o'clock uh, Monday morning. So it was a bank holiday. And basically, yeah, that was her taking off me straight in CT scan. Disc had bust. And herniated her spinal cord, and um, so that was her straight in for emergency surgery. So um, it was quite. Is it crazy. is it like a degenerative thing, an impact thing? No. So they said it was like on the left hand side, so it seemed like impact, but like she never, like we, me and Anya and one of my clients trained outside all day Friday, and like she was running about with us the whole time. So yeah. it wasn't like anything happened significant. We were like she never. She never cried. She never limped. She never showed pain. She jumped into bed on the Friday night. So we never, never thought anything was wrong. So we don't know. And that's kind of the, the annoying thing. Um, but again, we do have a horse and a donkey. So one of them could have kicked her. We don't know. But yeah. uh, but no, she's like, what are we now? Three weeks yesterday. And as I said, she's walked unassisted for nearly 40 seconds. So it's massive signs of improvement like. And are they, were they like after they treated her and stuff, were they like, oh yeah, in a few weeks now she should be whatever? Or were they like literally no clue? No clue. And okay. that that's why like I was like, everyone was like, oh, why are you so bad in Madrid? And I was like, well, kind of, you try and have two loved ones that's both in a wheelchair. And I was like, one didn't work out too well for us in terms of recovery. So I was like, obviously thinking the worst case scenario and like, all, like just all was going through mine and David's head was, well, this is what the the doctors said to David. You know, we don't know what, what it's going to be. And kind of he said the same about Ellie. And we were like, we were just a mess because we were like, like, what happens? Do we have to put her down because it's not fur on her? Like, you know, being completely paralyzed. You know, it's, you know, it's not fur on her not having a life. So just all those things. Like, and it's probably was the worst time because it was only seven days after she came out of hospital that I had to leave. So um, she was in pretty bad state at that point when I left. So, um, but yeah, no, we had no clue if anything was going to come back. And like, so obviously, how long has David been in a wheelchair? Uh, actually, it was ten years. Uh, ten years and one week between David's tenth year in the wheelchair and Ellie's operation. So it was right. kind of like probably the worst timing ever as mm. well because. It was just kind of fresh in our memories. It was like, oh my God, your accident was 10 years ago. And then the next thing she was in bloody the hospital getting spinal surgery. And we were like, how is this happening 10 years apart? Like, and like, do you talk about like what happened? Or do you talk about, because I know like some, you know, you talked earlier on about the Irish, um, you know, Irish banter and Irish way of being and that kind of thing. And like, I, I know that, you know, one of the strongest Irish things is like, just bury it like just yeah. push under the carpet don't fucking talk about it like yeah. ha, ha, did this like kind of bring up stuff that you hadn't talked about or did it force you to talk about stuff 
Yeah, unfortunately it did. And I think that's probably why we were both fairly like emotional, um, obviously around me leaving and stuff for Madrid. So yeah, it just brought back loads of loads of things the doctor said, loads of things probably that we never talked about. Um, because obviously we had to talk about it about Ellie. Um, and it just brought back loads and loads of old emotions, as you said, that we just buried 10 years ago. Mm. That was, yeah. so it definitely was hard. So it wasn't just all about Ellie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but even like, even if it was just all about Ellie, it's still like, she's essentially your kid. Like I've been there, yeah. I've been in your house and I've seen the run of the place that she has. And it's not, <laughs> she is not a normal dog. Like she's no. not, <laughs> she's not treated as a normal dog. She doesn't act like a normal dog. Like, you know, she is, uh, yeah, she's essentially a child. Like, yeah. Um, yeah um okay so I, I spoke to you before uh i spoke to you before madrid briefly and i spoke to you after madrid and you were saying like you know rogue uh, and then that's it proper off season and then you messaged me like last week and you're like oh change plans i'm actually probably going to miami why the, why, why the change because uh, it's only two day comp now so i'm not doing individual i'm doing team um, oh okay who are you doing that with uh to be confirmed Oh, come on. Please tease, tease it. <laughs> it might be one of your sponsors below. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Okay. No, I follow. <laughs> um, okay. And um, is the... Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that actually brings me... So... Okay. I'll come back to that. Sorry. I'm excited. <laughs> um, are you... So you haven't done... Is it right then you haven't done a team competition since, well, in the last, like, six years, anyway? Uh, no, Strength and Depth 2019, whenever... Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, yes, of course, that was Mickey and Army, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, okay. Um, okay, how are you feeling about that? Is, is it, is it, because uh, Miami is fun, and obviously yeah. it was a lot of fucking fun last year, like, winning it is obviously makes it, like, really fun. Um, but are you, like, looking forward to it, that kind of aspect of it, that it's going to be, like, full-on crack because it's, there's, like, way less pressure and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm as soon as, like, as soon as the girls messaged me and asked me, I was like, oh, I, I'm not even, there's no way I'm even asking. But I did, I kind of made a decision and I asked David and Joyce, but, you know, but they can pretend that they made the decision um, <laughs> um but yeah i was like straight up i was like i'm going no matter what um just the two girls are serious crack and yeah it's just gonna be an awesome team and i think whenever whenever we will announce the team i think everyone will agree like we'll definitely have the most fun when is that being announced uh hopefully i think 10 seconds in 10 seconds is it going to be in 10? <laughs> uh, i think the conversations had tomorrow with the sponsor that's hopefully bringing us over um and then all being well then hopefully we'll announce it then soon okay all right cool. we'll have that's to fun. let the sponsor do it because that wouldn't be very fair <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be a bit shit um wow okay that's that's exciting uh and then rogue then um how are you feeling about that so that's that's in you're you're surely going are you going over to sam first is that the plan and uh, no she's still on the fire academy see so she's still like oh. um full time and um, so me and anya and one of the other girls carly are flying out on the the day after filthy so we're going to go down to filthy then we're flying out on the sunday um to texas so then get the train monday tuesday wednesday thursday then compete friday saturday sunday wow that's cool yeah, um are you excited there. are you excited about that oh i can't wait like rogue is like the most fun competition um like i've done uh probably in my like whole crossfit career just in terms of like organization like chilled out um just like the workouts not trying to murder you um just everything about it's just like enjoyable so you got um you got a hat boots and a buckle last year i wonder what you get like a denim shirt and jeans and, uh, i can't wait like it is like the, the briefing and stuff was like super fun yeah yeah that's cool um were you surprised when you saw the tea wasn't doing it yeah i definitely thought she would have done it um because like we talked about it um the night after the games was over um and she was talking about doing it so yeah definitely was surprised that she's not going and when you see that she's not doing it are you like 
is there like blood in the water or are you like oh that's a bit shit like because i want to compete against the best or you know like is there is there like do you give a shit either way uh, no like i want to you there like i think well any athlete that has been around to you and gets to experience tia for like the person she is will agree that she's serious good fun and she's so funny um so it definitely she'll be missed backstage because like um we definitely like chat and hang out a good bit backstage so she's she's just funny um so not having her there won't be won't be as good yeah god i can imagine someone you know like someone who's lives in america is and like has maybe never left america trying to eavesdrop on a conversation between you and dia must be something special to try and figure <laughs> out what's going on well that's it like on the bus it was only like me briggsy cara and tia talking um and i don't even think anyone else understood us <laughs> <laughs> yeah one was confident enough to get involved in the conversation yeah, yeah. but it was, um, just, it was just slagging and abuse i, I think they think we don't like each other <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone someone writing our biography someday and be like, oh, that was uh, that bus ride was awful. They were just like, I know, each like other. Nicole, like Briggsy's partner asked Sam one time, do you and Emma not like each other? And Sam was <laughs> like, why? And she was like, all you do is give each, give each other shit. And we were like, but that's that's normal. That means we like each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair. I was like, that's our humor. <laughs> um. After what was it like actually having Sam as coach at the games? Was that like, uh, was it because you know, obviously you get on really well and it's fun and all that, like, but there's a serious aspect to it as well, I suppose. Um, not sure how serious with the the, the t shirt she was wearing one of the days and stuff, but like, <laughs> is it uh, is there an element of like the job is done by then, so it's like you know, carry my shit and help me get to where I need to be and that kind of stuff, or is there still bits of what would you do here and what do you think I should do here? Um, obviously, like me and Joyce, so the whole time, like Joyce, Joyce was up for every single workout. We talked before the workouts, we talked after the workouts um, or if a workout came out in the meantime. Um, like Joyce was my like point of contact in terms of like making a plan and stuff. Um, he done all my warm ups and um, so we kind of just like Briggsy, Briggsy was there one as like, a friend and to just just to keep me calm and chilled yeah. um like she was absolutely amazing for making sure i eat i'm a nightmare for not eating i could go all day and not eat um so she's she's amazing for just making making me eat <laughs> um that's like that's, that's probably the best the biggest thing that i need as like a, a a coach backstage is just like nearly someone just to look after me like drink your water have you got your carbs drink? Have you had food? If you haven't had food, eat food. Um, and stuff like that there. So like, yeah, she was absolutely amazing. Like she kept me on time. Um, and then just even between events, she was like, you know, you have enough time to go back. Um, why don't you go back and chill out? You know, stuff like that there where I don't really have, you know, usually wear a watch or whatever. So it's like, you don't really have a concept of time. Um, mm. so all those wee things just keeps you right. Um, and then she was amazing. She made me a bagel every morning. So I got like an extra 10 minutes in bed. Um, so like stuff like that. Yeah, she was just class. Like if she would do it every year, I would take her every year with me. So. Oh, that's good. Um, I, 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 I reckon I could do all that stuff. If you need someone for Rogue, I'm pretty, I can make a bagel. I mean, I give it a good, <laughs> I give it a good bash. Um, the another thing then that's happened so obviously like what a palooza last year was obviously like thinking of you as a professional in the sport it's fucking massive when you have a win like that and you have you know i assume um you know more begets more where like you you win that and you obviously get the the windfall from that but then also you have sponsors and stuff are like oh well we'll do this because you've had this extra success and you, you know like it, it kind of opens more doors then um d does does that uh relieve stress at knowing that you have like safety nets and you have stuff like that or does it add pressure knowing that now you have expectation that you have to fulfill or you have obligations you have to fulfill um no like i think like the sponsors that i have like definitely no none of them put any pressure under me like in terms of, like performance goals um and if they did i probably wouldn't be with them um because i put enough pressure on myself to perform that i don't need anyone else 
putting any more pressure on me. So like, I definitely wouldn't say that. Like I find every single one of the sponsors I work with are supportive um, and they support me as an athlete. Um, so no, definitely don't feel any extra pressure because I put enough pressure on myself because uh, I want to obviously perform for them and myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose I meant even more from you. Like, are you like, oh, fuck, now I need to, I need to like match what I did at Wadapalooza for like, you know, fucking media and analysts and shit, as well as for like myself, as well as for my coach and fans and team and sponsors. And then like, oh, shit, now that's like they're sponsoring me or doing whatever now i need to do well for them like do you do you do you think about that kind of stuff or do you think that your desire to do well just it overtakes everything anyway so you don't really notice the extra bit um i try not to think about that because everyone has an opinion um like either you do good or you do bad someone will have an opinion so they will um it's either like oh yeah she was expected to do that or she didn't win it's like you know whatever else i don't know like I stupidly listened to the Savon podcast uh, talking about Madrid and he absolutely roasted me on it um, about like I didn't represent um, basically how dare I not win um, and I was like I was absolutely furious about that because I was like well clearly you don't know my circumstances and you assuming I should win means you're very uh, arrogant um, because no one should win. Like Emma Tall is an one hundred percent legit athlete, and if she wasn't sick, she would have been at the CrossFit Games, and most likely would have been well inside the top twenty. So why should you say that and slate her? Because that's just disrespectful. Um, so I was as, as annoyed he said that about me, but even more annoyed that he said that because then that's probably how th- she's thinking. Um, like I don't think I should have beat her. Like, if I was at myself, I believe I could have beat her, but anything could have happened on the day. Mm. I'm like, you know, so I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't like, I don't like stuff like that where it disrespects other athletes as well, because that makes me feel bad because they're putting in equally as much work as I am and they deserve, if they win, they deserve their win. Mm. And it shouldn't be taken away from them by analysts saying, oh, she's expected to win. Like no, they're not because that other person probably put in seventy hours that month training too. You know, so stuff like that 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 annoys me just more so for the respect for the other athletes. Yeah, um, I suppose we all need something to talk about. That's the well, this is the it. other side of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I take your point. Um, off season then, so you've got like we've talked about, you've got Rogue and Wadapalooza. Um, you did you did you take much time off after the games if you had my um Madrid coming up? No, I literally only took a week um and I only actually had a week training. <laughs> so I had and then Ellie decided to throw a spanner in the works. Um so yeah, no, like I I had one week off, we ramped up for one week and then I was back down for the week because of Ellie. So I could essentially say I probably had three weeks off in total because I didn't really train for the the ten days or so leading into Madrid. Um so yeah, I got I got plenty of time off. Unexpected, yeah. but I got time off. Um like I didn't I didn't take any time off after Madrid. I took the Monday off because of a severe hangover. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I am I back training on Tuesday. Um like so yeah, no, we're gonna train we're gonna train hard right into Rogue. And then I'm going to take uh, some downtime after Rogue. Okay. Do you ever feel guilty when you take time off? Or is it like just you You understand it's part of the process? No, it's a part of the process. And like, you know, you feel horrible for the first, you know, like I'm, I, I will do stuff. Like I'm still going to be swimming. I'm going to swim two, three times a week. Um, I'll do like all my physio, rehab work, movement work. So I'll still probably train 90 minutes a day, but like no ollie lifting, mm. no keeping gymnastics so i'll keep the body moving and keep it loaded um and i'll keep my lungs lungs going because usually after covid if i stop moving usually i get like a chest infection or something um just from covid so uh, i need to keep keep the lungs and stuff moving so i'll swim probably run bike and just have like a wee bit more fun if i want to jump into a crossfit class or something i'll do that but um try and avoid kipping and heavy weights 
Hmm. Um, so uh, Jousey has a, a reputation, or I've I've kind of gathered a reputation of him from talking to you and talking to Mickey, and like that he's everything is like there's a foundation of like movement, and if you're not like moving well, you'll fix that, and then start worrying about other stuff. And if you're not moving well, everything gets stripped back until you do move well and stuff. Um, so he's obviously very. Uh, what would you call it? He's, he's keen on the physics of things and like things working well and stuff. Um, and then obviously you work with GoWad as well and they're yeah. like uh, sponsoring this little series. Um, and I was curious, like, is recovery from say the games or from Madrid or from, is that recovery like constant? Like, is it a case that you like get back from the games and you're like, all right, I need to do loads of hip stuff from GoWad or whatever. And, you're like flicking through trying to find something or is it a case that like especially working with someone like Jousey, um that you kind of do that all year round constantly so that there's no real change between training and not training or, or competing and recovering um yeah like i think like it's it's an all year round thing um and uh go water will tell you themselves my daily is ankles uh <laughs> My ankles are shocking. Um, it's like the only thing that hasn't improved in the GoWad app in like two, two and a half years or whatever, but I've been with them. It's like so annoying. Um, like they feel better, but like the scores are not changing. <laughs> I'm like, that is not through, not, not doing it. I do it every day. Um, so that's frustrating. So for me, no, I have to like, I, the big one for me is ankles. Um, I think it's from being in like a fixed motocross boot from like, I was there from when I was like four years old until I was 24, so nearly 20 years. So I have extremely stiff ankles and calves. Um, so that's unlike my feet and stuff. So uh, that's just something I have to work on all year round, every single day. Um, and I think it's just more when you lower the intensity, lower the volume and like decrease impact, then it actually starts to feel better. Because um, obviously whenever you're in like, high volume high intensity high load um like things just feel shite <laughs> you know so i think it's like whenever you actually deload from crossfit and you continue to do the things that you're doing every day it starts to actually feel better hmm. um there's obviously been a lot um and i reckon there's going to be more uh people moving camps and changing coaches and all that kind of stuff over the last like since the games really um and there's there's i reckon there's more on the horizon as well when you see that kind of stuff are you like you know do you think like oh poor bastards can't find a coach that like <laughs> like i found or are you like oh maybe maybe like if they do well when they move maybe other people maybe i should move like do you ever have those kind of thoughts or do you like separate yourself from that completely no like <clears throat> i know i know like well i don't personally believe i could get a better coach than james um and that's just from personal experience like just like his attention to detail in like the programming like i just even know like from looking at my programming like this week alone based on like madrid and the games it's like this is exactly what i need to do to get better um like i can i can see it you know like um and i know like that will probably look different after rogue etc um and then like obviously like I look at Mickey's program and, and I look at mine and I'm like, Yeah, you probably should be doing that today. You know, mm -hmm. like we're so we're doing like maybe one session a day, but then we have our obviously our individuals. Um so like tomorrow, like I have um twenty K bike and like two K intervals, um different paces, and then it's a cash out three K run where Mickey has his bike session is forty minutes in total. And he's a cash out 3k run, but his is a totally different stimulus to what mine is. But like we're doing essentially the same kind of time frame. So we should be going out on the 3k run together. Um so it's like you're like, yeah, that's that's exactly what you need. And what I have is exactly what I need. Um kind of thing. And then like his snatch uh, session yesterday was totally different to my snatch session. And again, it was just like, yeah, that's that's what you need and that's what I need so like mm. you can see like with the program and it's not just a generic program it's completely for me and Mickey's is completely for him and Briggsy's is completely for her you know so that's that's Joyce's like specialty is 
being fully individualized coach. Hmm. Does it add pressure to you then where, cause I know like the daily grind is like booming and like rightfully so is doing really well. Um, but does it like, when you see him coaching like that, does that like inspire you to like try and replicate that? Or is it harder when you have, cause obviously you have like a larger cohort, I suppose of people, yeah. he, he does very individualized stuff. So do, do you have to like separate those two things in your head? Um, yeah, like, so for me, like, I've been bringing, like, a couple of people back from, like, shoulder surgery, so we had, like, a hairdresser um, that had shoulder surgery just from, like, repetitive use. Um, it wasn't actually, like, an injury. It was, like, the muscle. It was quite a complicated one, but basically brought bringing her back, and then we had another fairly complicated one as well. Like, it actually is, like, a nerve problem. Um, but it's been quite cool, like, bringing them back into the sport again um you know from injury and then obviously like i had to get joust over for one of them and because hers is like neurological and that's way above my payroll so he's in on that and then being able to watch him do his thing with her and then he was explaining to me how i should program her and so again like i'm getting to learn from him which is absolutely amazing Um, and then like he worked with uh, bex on legless rope climbs and he took me through her session and i was like that's fucking that's legit but i so basic it wasn't rocket science but it was just how he he does it so like having joust as a coach he's also like semi like a mentor as well because like i send my athletes and i sit in on the sessions whenever he comes and sees them um so i'm constantly learning and developing by just having him as my coach is it is it uh harder or more stressful or anything being at a competition i say being at madrid and there's other daily grind athletes there that you work with also competing or being like at the games and there's someone competing like is that like are you able to kind of do anything or are you like okay i'll talk to you in three days yeah like at the games josie was like mate there's just no way and like thankfully louis louis understood it like but to be fair like he was on totally different days than i was on anyway um but like we messaged every single day like he had his plan he knew what he needed to do anytime we crossed paths like we talked like i like give him like carved drinks give him tips and give him whatever he needed as as an athlete um and he he absolutely executed um but like i'd be on the same mind frame as joyce like you we want to develop the athlete to be independent and not reliant on the coach um so they should know what they need to do like literally as i said like briggs was only there to make me eat um but i know what i need to do to warm up i know what i need to do to cool down um and again that's through the programming um so if they're programmed all year to do their their movement their conditioning and then do X, Y, and Z. Like it's just second nature when you come to a competition. Mm. Um, how's the home gym coming? We are waiting on a roofer. So as soon as he comes, the roof will be on, and we will be will be sealed up. That's cool. Um, and is that like is that going to be? Uh, obviously, you're going to train there. Um, and is that going to be like a like a daily grind hq is it going to be like is it going to be like train with emma weekends or seminars or have you got like is it purely just like i am going to train here and then go and compete or have you got other kind of irons in the fire with it um like no it's what i have right now but only on an extremely big scale (laughs) um i just need like as i said like to david like i need 25 meters of working out space like i want to be able to do 25 meters on broken handstand walks, 25 meter sled pushes, 25 meter walking lunges. I want the roof height exactly where I want it. I want the bars where I want it. I want a high pull up bar, low pull up bar, high set of rings, low set of rings. I'm like completely replicate the floor and then make it harder as well with the higher bars, etc. Um, it's it's solely being built for me. Um, but people are welcome to come and hang out and train kind of thing but yeah. as they do right now you know on a any given day there could be two or three people here training with me so it just means now i don't have to schedule them no you can train eight till nine or you can train ten till twelve and um, it just means now we can have like you know 
anyone like if you want to come and do a podcast you can be in the same room we're at the minute like having a two-car garage like you know three people mm. in capacity yeah i i won't be insulted by the fact that you're like people can come and train there's like and if you want to come and do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you can come and train too obviously More than yeah no, i'll watch i'll watch um <laughs> uh with the Wadapalooza, with you saying that you're doing a team in Wadapalooza, it reminded me of, I actually don't know where it came from. Did someone say it to me? Did I kind of just randomly pluck it out of my arse or I don't know where it came from. But I had this thing that like, Emma's going to go team next year. Like that she'll go to the games and she'll go on a team rather than individual. And I and now it's at the stage that I've told myself it so many times that I can't remember. Did I make it up or did did I hear it or did I just guess or what? It was that ever on the cards? Was that ever talked about? I my intention is to do one more year as an individual and then team in twenty twenty four. Okay, and is that just because like you'll be older, you it'll be less time uh, time demanding that kind of stuff. And uh, no, we've made a bit of a commitment to the athletes. So again, to be announced. Okay. <laughs> but it's a uh, all all our all our teams will be at the games in twenty twenty four. On the podium. Okay. <laughs> on the podium. <laughs> um. That's my that's my goal. Uh. Well, me and Mickey, me and Mickey, obviously, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Um. And then we've got two more two more people lined up. So we have. Okay. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to work. I think I might have the female worked out, but I wouldn't. I'm not sure on the male. Um, we've got good. We've got good options in males, like. Yeah, it's narrowing it down. It's the yeah. I think, oh, yeah sure. Um. Okay. Well, look. Thanks. Uh. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, it's been great to get to talk to you. Um. You know, it's it's always a pleasure. Like, whatever eight eighth episode kind of speaks for itself i suppose i'm really enjoy having you on it's been great seeing your success and i hope ellie keeps recovering and gets 50 seconds and beyond and you know i've no doubt you'll turn it into a competition for her to, to get her to everything's a competition she's absolutely yeah. shattered <laughs> yeah um well look it's all for her own good uh best look at rogue and everything else and uh, you. we will catch up in miami as well sure and i'll, I'll come up to do a podcast sometime exactly you have to christen the new game of the podcast yeah yeah